Welcome. My name is Alyssa Lakota, and I am an RVT who works with wildlife and domestic species. RVT stands for Registered Veterinary Technician, and depending upon what state you work in, you could be an LVT, Licensed Veterinary Technician, or a CVT, Certified Veterinary Technician. But it boils down to each of us being a licensed nurse to the animals. But we're not just nurses, we're phlebotomists, radiologists, anesthetists, and everything in between. We do a lot. Anyway, I worked several years in film, television, and radio before deciding to become licensed. I've always been interested in the welfare of animals, and I strived to create content related to them over the years. And while working in radio, I produced a program, Pause to Consider Your Animal Awareness Minute. That was all I had one minute to share important information about animals. Actually, I had 45 seconds because the intro and outro were 15 seconds alone. There was interest from some other radio stations, but the one who was most interested was me. Working on that program gave me the urge to do more for animals, so I went to school. And now my worlds are merging as I always wished they would. I've dusted off the program, paused to consider creating this podcast after family members and friends encouraged me to do so. So without further ado, let's get started with the very first episode of this podcast series. Pause to consider, and sometimes talons and beaks. Oh yeah, the title changed slightly. So our first episode is about baby season. So as I mentioned, I'm an RVT working with wildlife, and right now it's baby season. You see them everywhere, baby birds, baby deer, baby raccoons, baby coyotes, baby bobcats, baby this, baby that. Yes, they are not necessarily called babies. They are fledglings, fawns, pups, cubs, etc. But for now, let's just call them all babies. I get calls constantly about each of these animals and others found in the backyard or on the side of the road and so on. Here is one such scenario and it is not that uncommon. Caller, my neighbor is taking care of a coyote pup that they found on their property while their dogs found it and we are very concerned. After several back and forth questions, I learned that the neighbor gave the coyote pup a bath applied neosporin to a minor abrasion caused by the dogs. They were talking to it, feeding it, giving it water, a bed, and cuddling it. There are many things wrong with this scenario, but let me just say, hell is paved with good intentions. These neighbors believed they were helping the pup when in fact they were setting it up for failure. First, it is illegal to care for wildlife unless you are licensed as a rehabber. Now with that said, Let's take a look at all that was wrong. First, the bath. The neighbor washed off the scent that the mother recognizes as being their pup, making it challenging for them to reunite. The neosporin. Not all human medications are okay for animals. Neosporin is pretty safe, but touching wildlife is not. Talking to an animal feeding it, giving it a bed, and cuddling it creates a situation where they become habituated or imprinted in the case of birds and raptors. And I'm going to have another podcast at a later date that delves into both. Anyway, this coyote pup might become habituated to humans, dependent upon humans, recognizing them as their parents and providers. Cut to 
this pup gets released back into the wild at a later date. It doesn't know how to hunt, etc. But then they spot a human and run up expecting food. What's the reaction from the human? Probably not, oh, you're so cute and cuddly. Probably more like, holy hell, I'm going to be attacked. And they might be attacked because the coyote is hungry. Next thing, the human makes a call and that coyote is destroyed because it is perceived as a possible threat, a danger, a nuisance, which it has become as a result of our good intentions, our human interference. Okay, so what should these neighbors have done? Left the coyote pup alone where it was, which in this case was in a flower pot. Likely the mother was hunting food and would be back at dusk to feed. This is true of many wild animals. The fawn in your backyard? Leave it alone. Mom knows where she left her baby. She will be back hours later to feed it. She will recognize the scent and the sounds of her baby. They will call out to one another. Don't be a fawn napper. Also, keep your dogs and cats indoors at this time. Give mom and baby more of a chance of finding one another. If mom feels threatened, she will not come back. If you constantly check on the fawn, you too could be perceived as a threat. Watch from a window if you can, or just give it time. Typically, time is all that's needed. Bird on the ground, not able to fly and wobbly, or possibly injured legs? Are you sure? It could be a baby bird who is learning to fly and is unsteady just like a little kid when first learning to walk. If you feel you must do something, do you see the nest? Can you place it back into the nest? If so, that's fine. If you cannot reach the nest, you could put it in a shoebox or a small piece of Tupperware and place it above the ground as close to the nest as possible. That way it won't necessarily be prey fully exposed on the ground and mom and dad can find it and feed it. Whatever you do, do not feed it or give it water. One, are you an expert at knowing what that species eats? Two, if it's not hungry because you fed it, it won't squawk and make sounds that the parents will recognize. So the question now becomes, when do you intervene? If you know for a fact that mom is dead or seriously injured and not returning, then you can intervene. If the baby is injured, sick, or truly abandoned, then you can intervene. How do you know? Do you see blood? Do you see maggots or flies? I know that sounds disgusting, but it is a reality. Maggots and flies on wounds. Do you see a bone sticking out? This doesn't mean that in every situation you should leave that animal alone, but more often than not, you should. More often than not, we will advise you to leave the baby alone for 24 to 48 hours. If there's still no sight of parents and if the baby is looking worse than it did, it's time to take action. Regardless, if you are concerned, call a local rehabber. They are located in every state. Just make sure you give them a little bit of time to respond because they're often busy feeding sick, injured, and orphaned animals. Another thing you can do is take some pictures or videos to share with a rehabber. It can really be helpful in determining if that animal does in fact need medical attention or not. I know it's tough to do nothing, but sometimes doing nothing gives that baby the best chance at survival. In a hospital setting, the stress alone can kill them. 
Mom and dad are their best chance. I cannot stress that enough. Mom and dad rock. Thank you for listening to Pause to Consider, sometimes talons and beaks. If you have any questions, feel free to post and I'll do my best to answer as quickly as possible. And if you have any questions about an animal you found, please call your local rehabber. Please note, this is just a glimpse into the world of animal awareness. Entire books have been written on the subject matter. And if you want to learn more, check out a class, your local library, or better yet, volunteer at a wildlife organization. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for caring.